welcome to the Frontline Podcast, brought to you in association with the Atler Group. Atler Group is a collaboration of businesses with a collective history of over 130 years, bringing financial solution to its clients in the world of accountancy, audit, advisory, fiduciary and retirement benefit solutions. Visit atler.im today. On the Frontline Podcast, we chat to leaders in business and successful entrepreneurs to bring you their in-depth and bite-sized opinions that will add value to you and your mind. Lindsay and Phil, thank you for joining me today. Much appreciated. So, Lindsay, I know you spend a lot of time in South Africa. Perhaps before we come on to that, Phil, perhaps you can just give the audience a little bit of information around Brooks McDonald's and particularly at this moment in time, we're in early April, why Lindsay's on the Man and what's going on at Brooks McDonald. Thanks. Um, so yeah, so Brooks uh, McDonald have been, we celebrated our 30th birthday uh, last year um, and as of the, the latter part of last year, in November, we received our, our licence to to operate here on the Isle of Man. So, so proud and, and pleased to be here, uh, to build a business here. Um, last night we had our, our launch event and as part of that we had a number of colleagues come up to, to support us and, and, and meet um, the people in the business and wider community who have been so welcoming for us here. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 Lindsay's our, our head of business development but, but also, as you'll recognise from his accent, is, mm-hmm. is a South African um, with significant experience over, over many... I wouldn't say his age, but over, careful, a, cu- over a couple of decades, <laughs> uh, building a network and, and business relationships in South Africa, which is a, a, an important part of, of our business. And, and we recognise also in the Isle of Man, there are so many South Africans with strong and established links there and we're keen to, to support partners here to support clients and businesses in South Africa. So before we get on to Lindsay, just your, your experience then, the, we're very pro Isle of Man obviously here, how was that experience of getting fully licensed and going through that process over the last number of years with the Isle of Man PLC? Seamless is, right. is the answer now and I don't know whether that's because it was during a pandemic, I, <laughs> I suspect it's more a reflection about how flexible people have been, so both from a, a legal side of things, um, working with DQ Associates, um, with the regulator um, at every touch point and with, with Finance Isle of Man as well we've been highly supported all the way through and, and can't say enough positive things on that side no, no, huge advocates in the process has been great I can't really take any credit for that because I feel like a goal hanger in a five-a-side game all the work was really done by my, my colleagues within Brooks and the, those people I've mentioned but now very pleased and, and happy to be where we are yeah that's good that's good to hear so Lindsay thanks for joining us much yes, appreciated so let's uh, chat a little bit about South Africa strong as Phil touched on strong connections to South Africa Absolutely. with the Isle of Man uh, what, what do you see down there at the moment? How's your experiences with travelling back and forth now, now that we can travel as well? Yes, exactly. And uh, clearly with COVID, we've, had, we've all had travel restrictions, both in terms of entering South Africa as well as exiting uh, the island locations, Isle of Man, Jersey and so forth. Um, certainly what we've experienced over a number of years now is a continued enthusiasm among South Africans to properly diversify wealth offshore. And uh, getting out to South Africa regularly as we do, and as, as we always have for many years, uh, that, that, uh, that hasn't changed in any way. Um, we're working with financial advisors in South Africa, working with trustees, uh, there's, a, there's an ongoing demand to recognize that holding some of your value, some of your wealth outside of South Africa, outside of the local South African rand, 
in a well-regulated jurisdiction such as the Alman with quality established firms is the right sensible thing to do and uh, you know many many years ago there were different drivers for that uh, for that for this this kind of offshore exposure but certainly today um, people are recognizing that that it makes absolute sense to be global in terms of your thinking and in terms of, uh, of of your wealth diversification so that that is certainly the case um, if one looks back to recent times uh, the increasing instability in the world has, 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 has certainly caused clients to think a little bit more about the safety of their wealth uh, what is what happened in South Africa last year with some of the unrest uh, clearly caused caused people to reconsider as well and think about diversification so these are all the constant drivers certainly that uh, that have allowed clients to 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 continue to support the islands and you'll reach into there certainly and we all hate talking about covid but during that period how was that as a how did you find that as a business and then interacting and the south africans interacting with you back out of south africa yeah sure so over the over the last couple of years the interactions have really gone through technology yeah. so what we found is uh, the lack of travel hasn't prevented the continued management of relationships engagement with existing clients supporting existing clients and uh, of course opening new business with south africans so you know using video conferencing email phone calls that 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 technology has allowed us to continue to build the business without uh, without too much delay mm-hmm. but as we all know uh, nothing beats face to face engagement and uh, whilst the last couple of years we've continued to progress and engage fully with our south african clients and and and, uh, and partners uh, getting back out on the road, getting back down to South Africa is a is a very important yeah, of part of our engagement. Touched on there about the Isle of Man license, perhaps important for people that one don't live on the moon and haven't come across, or do live on the moon, sorry, and haven't come across Brooks. Maybe a quick snapshot of what you do in South Africa, and, and I suppose importantly the fact your license down yeah, there as well. Do you want to just touch on that for the listeners? Absolutely, thank you. So as as a business, uh, we we manage over seventeen billion sterling. Uh, we are listed on the London Stock Exchange. We have been since 2005, AIM listed. So we bring into South Africa a well-established listed business with significant experience in managing money. Uh, one of the requirements in South Africa, of course, which most listeners will be aware of, is a requirement as an asset manager to be suitably regulated in South Africa. And the primary reason for that is not to protect ourselves is to protect our clients mm-hmm. so uh, Brooks McDonald we are we are reg- fully regulated we have a category one license from the South African regulator which of course is maintained we have our own compliance officer based out in South Africa who makes sure that everything we're doing is aligned to local regulation and the most important element and this has never happened of course uh, I, I hasten to add but if, if a South African client was in any way ever uncomfortable about the relationship or felt there was issues, he is able to access the local ombudsman and the local regulator, whereas, of course, if we were not a regulated firm, that activity would have to take place by moving across to the Isle of Man or Jersey and having that type yeah. of discussion. So, that client so, comfort. That client comfort. South yeah. Africans know, as I say, never happened, but it means that um, clients know that whilst we're a long way away physically, uh, in terms of regulation, we are very much part of the South African landscape. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in regard to, I suppose, and, and chatting with, let's call it the next generation of South Africans, uh, the generating wealth, what, mm. what are you seeing in that in that space? Are you seeing that that they want to diversify more, what, you know, externalise money, not externalise, bring money back and help the local economy? What's the, yeah, what's the feel there? Uh, 
there, there's, there's, there's always been a, a range of drivers for investing offshore, but um, the focus and, and the shift you know, does vary over time. And certainly in my more recent experience, what we're seeing is, is, is wealthy South African families not necessarily seeking immigration and externalizing of funds to leave the country, but a common expression is we want to live in the sun, but keep our money in the shade. Obviously talking about the Isle of Man in that case. But um, uh, recognizing that uh, the quality of life, living in South Africa, is, is it's a wonderful country, it's a beautiful country, and we all know that. But what not... What, what is not sensible necessarily is to maintain all one's wealth yeah, in, yeah. In, in the country. And what we're seeing as well is an, an interest from families to look at appropriate structure of their wealth offshore for succession planning, asset protection, and uh, in many cases, looking at their children potentially studying and, and going to university in a country outside of South yeah. Africa. Not that that's a criticism of the South African academic world. It's more about allowing their children to gain more global experience we all live and work in a, an increasingly global environment with technology and so forth. And uh, you know, for, for, for the children of wealthy families to potentially have access to a university in the UK or America or Australia or elsewhere, building up funds offshore to support economically, that opportunity is, 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 is an increasing area of interest. Yeah. Okay. And not, not to ask a t- too negative question, I suppose, but there's a rumour certainly at the moment and whether that by the time the podcast is out has changed, sure. South Africa is under, coming on somewhat pressure in regard yeah. to going on the naughty list. Yep. What's the latest position that you're aware of? Appreciating we're talking here on the about the eighth of eighth of yes, April, of this course. might be slightly changed. Yeah, but how, how are you seeing that? I presume, obviously, you get clients asking you those questions, and how do yeah. you appease them in that regard? Yeah, yeah. Certainly, um, that is something that we pay very, very close attention to. Uh, the, the South African authorities are, are, are clearly very keen to make sure that that all standards and requirements are met to prevent that situation from arising. And uh, being an optimist, we, we continue to hope that South Africa's high quality regulation is recognized and that that decision is not ultimately made and implemented. But one has to consider that it may well be. And it doesn't mean that we necessarily have to change our approach to South Africa in, in any dramatic way. What it does mean, unfortunately, for, for clients as well, is, is we, we have to just dig that bit deeper in terms of being comfortable with the underlying with the clients that come on board, particularly around things like source of wealth, source of funds. So we're all living in a world where regulation for the right reasons is in place and uh, applies very much to investing globally. But when once uh, you know if if a, if a jurisdiction is on a, on a so-called grey list, it does mean that uh, there are higher standards that have to be applied. Yeah. Certain business may no longer be able to be conducted. Um, but what we expect is that South Africa would not sit on the, you know, sit on their hands in this case, and work would be done to ensure the standards are met, and that can be removed from any grey list should that happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, thanks for joining. One, one quick question, maybe just to throw back to you, Phil, uh, in regard to uh, general investment philosophy of the business as a whole. Very bespoke to clients. A very niche market. Why, why would you pitch yourselves? You know, if I'm a client now, where would you pitch yourself? Uh, other than I've got no money, so you're wasting your time with me. But perhaps okay. some some listeners out there that have some have some wealth that need a, need a bit of help and management. Just just a light question. There, yeah, 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 yeah. To end it, um, I think uh, you know from a from an, an you know our, our investment proposition has been honed over thirty years. Um, you know, we have eighty six investment managers across the business. 
of which and 11 offices across the UK and, and three now, us being the third internationally, Jersey, Guernsey and here. Um, and all those guys feed in from a, from a research perspective to form the, the top-down view of the world. Um, um, which parts of the world should we be investing in, what kind of asset classes and in what proportions. And then obviously from a bottom-up perspective, what, what vehicles do we use, what instruments do we use to, to populate that, that view of the world. Uh, and we do that that regularly now of course all our peers will will celebrate their own investment process and of course of course there will be points of, of difference i think internationally once we go from that central investment process there is an international overlay um and that will take into account the nuances of of, of people investing internationally so uk the nature of uk citus assets and making sure that that's managed appropriately and we'll provide solutions whether that be based on risk or on objectives or indeed if someone's got uh, an appropriate amount to invest we can do that on a fully fully bespoke basis as well um so we do offer that in sterling of course we do offer that in us dollars and we will also offer that in in, in euros and and we are in, uh, truly international so we we have clients in in around 150 countries mm -hmm. um and we have strategic partners um whether that be on a trust side working with intermediaries or, or indeed private clients um in in the major jurisdictions internationally as well so we are experienced um uh, and and we're well resourced and, and looking to to build on that and plug into that um, economies of scale from from the new office here on the isle of man okay great certainly that's our experience as well from dealing with you guys so th thanks again for coming in much appreciated uh, we'll stick some links in our footnotes to websites etc so people can reach out to, to and your linkedin profiles profiles to reach out so thanks again for your time and thanks for joining us today thanks martin thanks, thanks martin appreciate the opportunity Pleasure. thanks for listening everyone